Hey, welcome to After Church Apologetics. I'm Courtney Seacrest here with Dr. Chris Jakeway and Pastor Leo Wilson, and we're inviting you to join us today in uncovering the truths that will challenge, inspire, and expand your perspective on Christianity. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. This is the episode we have all been waiting for. Today's question, we're going to start with, will our pets be in heaven? Yes or no? The answer to this biblically is is pretty straightforward. Uh, will there be pets in heaven? And the answer is yes for dogs, but not cats. Um, I'm very sorry. That's in the Old Testament book of hesitations. Um, no, Scripture doesn't give specific statements on this. Uh, the Bible does say that both humans and animals have the breath of life, but the difference is that humanity is made in the image of God. We see this in Genesis chapter 1. So we then are capable of spiritual relationship with God, and it means we have a spirit then that continues after physical death. Now, God did create animals and say that they were good, um, so there's no reason there couldn't be animals on the new earth. There certainly will be in the millennial kingdom. We see Isaiah uh, referring to this in the Old Testament, but we don't have any way of knowing whether some of those animals might be pets that we had. Uh, it's possible, I guess, that God could use that as a way to enhance the joy we will experience, but Scripture just doesn't address it. So do we know then what we might look like when we're in heaven? Well, to start, I think it's just great that we talk about heaven. Uh, sometimes we forget the importance of the goal or the end, and not that heaven's the goal, really the relationship with God is the goal, but I'll give an example. There was a lady who was swinging, swimming in the English Channel, and it's a long swim, and she was tired, and her mother was in the, the patrol boat next to her as you're swimming, and she's like, I can't do it anymore. And, and she kept encouraging her, you know, you can do it. You can go, sweetie, keep making it. And she's like, you're almost there. You're almost there. And she's like, I don't, I don't have any more. And when they pulled her out of the water and into the boat, she could see the shore. And she just became so, like, emotional because she's like, I could have made it if I would have known it was that close, like if I could have seen it. And I think that's one of the reasons we should talk about heaven is that when we see what it's like and we get the proper biblical understanding of what it's like, I think it helps us draw close, you know, to to give us hope through this stuff that, that happens in life and to see the to see what we're, you know, what we're gonna share with God. So with that, I it's interesting to hear people talk about it over the years with this idea of, you know, it's we're sitting on clouds strumming a harp and singing and and not a very biblical aspect of what heaven would be like. And I think the struggle comes from this idea of Platonism where we just got into this idea that um, the physical world is lesser than the spiritual world. And I, that's, I don't think that's true either. God created this earth and he created all the things in it and said it was all good. And so when we talk about like our heavenly bodies, we have some examples of that. You know, Christ, when he comes back down, he has a resurrection body. He actually sits and eats fish with the uh, disciples and showing them this physical presence of a body. 
Chris, what else do you know out of in you know in Scripture that shows like this perspective of what we what we are in heaven? Well, I think probably the best answer we can give is that uh, in terms of what Paul says in First Corinthians fifteen that we will be a perfect version of ourselves that we're made like Christ who is the first fruit of those who uh, will be resurrected and so we have uh, an immortal resurrection body at that point so I, we don't know exactly what uh, that will be like uh, but that's what we're told in scripture so the next question would be are there different levels to heaven because that seems to be something that people are wondering about a lot Oh, this is a question I hear occasionally, and it's it's partially because Paul, when he's talking, he says, I know of a, a person who was called up to the third level of heaven, and so people get this this concept of heaven, and it really comes down to like the, the old Greek understanding of the three levels. What were those? The idea that there's one here on earth, like the sky, and then there's like the stars, and then there's the next level, which is like the third heaven or like what we would consider to be... The realm of God. Yeah, the realm right? of God. In fact, one of the cults of Christianity that get this wrong uh, is Mormonism, the Latter-day Saints. They believe there's a three-tiered heaven based on a misinterpretation of that uh, passage. And that to go to the highest level of heaven, uh, you have to follow the Mormon path. Yeah, so that's probably an important distinction too. There aren't multiple levels of heaven like in a video game where it's like, oh, you were really the good Christian, so you get to go to the third level. Uh Like, um, It's not like that at all. Well, what about keeping our same relationships with each other? Like, will we have the same spouses? Will we be able to recognize each other at all? Well, I think it's clear that we recognize each other because people had their same identities in say, the parable Jesus tells in Luke 16, where, uh, you know, there's a man in the next life who has his same name and identity. And after all, it's our spirit, our consciousness, that's the thing that makes us who we are, that survives physical death, that won't be any different. And so uh, I think we'll uh, know each other and recognize each other. The same relationships in terms of friendship, there are different views among Christians as to whether uh, people are married in heaven. Scripture does say they're not, um, that there are no new marriages, but will you still be husband and wife in heaven? Well, you'll certainly remember that particular close relationship you had with someone, but people aren't getting married in heaven. So, Uh, I think all those relationships uh, will be recalled in the heavenly state. Yeah. Wasn't it David who lost a child? And when he was, you know, praying and fasting and then the child passed away, he's like, well, I did what I could, but I'll see that person, you know, in heaven. Second Samuel, right. Yeah, he expects to to recognize and see his child in heaven. He will not come to me, but I will go to him, he says. Yeah. So that there's an expectation throughout Scripture of the idea that we'll recognize people, we'll have that relationship. But what about people we don't like? Will we like them when we get to heaven or no? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great question. Uh, they weren't ready. It, I just thought of it. No, it's interesting to think about, you know, heaven's a different place. And that concept of, like, 
like loving and hating people, right? Like there's going to be any hate, like you're going to see them for a, a different perspective, you know, yeah. the, the idea that they're a creation of God and you're going to see maybe reasons why those people that, you know, had disagreements with you about things. And I think it'll be very humbling for, for that aspect and uh, also very, you know, apathetic, like you'll understand more. Thanks for hanging out with us on After Church Apologetics today. To submit a question for a future episode of our show, you can email us at podcast at bcfriends.org. Remember, the pursuit of truth is ongoing, so we'd like to encourage you to continue seeking and engaging with the topics that we've discussed for yourselves. And as we conclude this episode, we want to remind you that respectful dialogue can bridge gaps and build connections. We'll see you next time.